today on the Rising Coaches Podcast. Working at the front desk, helping with recruiting schedules, uh, helping out the Dobo, planning trips. Uh, and then Coach Abai had retired. Um, and then Coach K came in and he um, was building his staff and he saw something in me and elevated me to the position of video coordinator. And that's where I've been since. Thanks for listening to the Rising Coaches Podcast. This is Adam Gordon. And today's episode is a special edition of our Member Spotlight. Each week we select four members to be spotlighted and get to know a little bit more about them. What makes them tick, how they got into the profession, and what their career aspirations are. As the saying goes, it's not about who you know in this profession, it's about who knows you. To be considered for our member spotlight, simply join Rising Coaches. Visit risingcoaches.com and sign up for a membership today. All of our members get an opportunity to participate on the member spotlight. So please consider signing up so that we can get a chance to get to know you a little bit better. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and please follow along with what we're doing on risingcoaches.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Rising Coaches Association, the biggest coaching tree in all of basketball. Sign up for the Rising Coaches Association now for just $120 a year and become part of our community, relationships, and development. We talk about it all the time. There's no straight lines in this profession. There's only ups and downs. You need a community that knows exactly what you're going through and has been there before to help lean on during the rough times of the industry. You need genuine relationships, not just exchanging numbers, not just meeting new people uh, at the Final Four in the offseason. You should be doing it all year round, and we provide tremendous opportunities to create those genuine relationships all through the year. And finally, development. We have so much content and so many resources so that you can work on your craft and become a better coach. Because we put such a premium and an emphasis on helping you establish new genuine relationships. It takes all of the political BS side of the business out of the equation for you. All of that gets removed off of your plate. You can just worry about being you, making new friends in the business, and working on your craft and becoming the best coach that you can be and impacting the people that you're around on a daily basis. For more information, visit risingcoaches.com slash membership on risingcoaches.com. All right, we're back with... uh... Shelby Zeckler, video coordinator at Cleveland State. Shelby, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, so Shelby, tell us a little bit about, about you, your background. Obviously, I just mentioned you're at Cleveland State. I think you're entering third or fourth year there as a video coordinator? Uh, yeah, uh, third year as video coordinator. Okay. So tell us, go backwards. Tell us how you got into basketball, where are you from, and and you know, how your career trajectory has gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been an exciting ride for sure. Um, I grew up in a, a small town, uh, about 30 minutes from Cleveland. So I've always been around the Cleveland area, seen it. Um, and uh, played a lot of sports growing up. I had a big family, uh, one of seven. So golly, it's always competitive in my house. We were always playing a sport of some kind. Um, where were you in the seven, like oldest, youngest, middle? Uh, my twin brother and I are the oldest. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So you were the ones beating up on all the siblings. 
Yeah, you could think they'd probably think it was that way. Uh, me and my brother like to think we helped them get better at a young age. <laughs> you can just die however you want. You know, you're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, my parents were my coaches um, for almost every sport I played, so that was um, always cool. Uh, that's probably where I got my first little bit of what a coach is and what they do strategy wise. Um, so that was super exciting. Um, and then I went off to high school. I went to Trinity uh, about 15 minutes from Cleveland. So it's uh, local too. Um, had lots of different coaches, saw lots of different styles of play. Um, so that was um, super good for me just to enhance my basketball IQ. And then I uh, started playing AAU when I was in high school and um, the AAU director there gave me a chance to coach some of the younger teams. So that was uh, where I got my first um, start in coaching, um, just, you know, teaching kids fundamentals, running workouts. Um, got to meet a lot of great kids who I still have relationships now today with. Um, and then after that, went to Cleveland State. Uh, did miss playing I miss playing basketball a lot because um, I didn't play anywhere. So uh, I was really fortunate that the coach at the time, Coach Peterson Abayad, uh, let me come in as a scout squad player. So, you know, got to run the offense and the defense against the ladies, um, learn about scouting and different aspects of that. So that was um, that was a really cool experience. Um, and then towards the end of my first year as a scout squad player, I tore my ACL. So kind of should have probably shouldn't be playing anymore. I was pretty slow before I tore my ACL. So <laughs> um, then I got to the coach P gave me an opportunity to work in the office, just working at the front desk, helping with recruiting schedules, uh, helping out the Dobo, planning trips. Uh, and then coach Abai had retired. Um, and then coach K came in and he um, was building his staff and he saw something in me and elevated me to the position of video coordinator. And that's where I've been since. Awesome. All right. So before we get into the coaching stuff, we got to hear it, the, the scouting report for you as a player. <laughs> as a player. Oh, that I got to go back to high school for that. Um, I guess if you leave me open on the three, I'm going to shoot it. <laughs> I guess. Not that shooter? Ah. Uh, I don't know about knockdown, but I mean, I could make some. <laughs> okay. All right. A shooter. I like it. Um, and then, so when you got injured from the scout squad and, you know, you got the opportunity to work a little bit in the office, was that something that they, you know, the staff just kind of talked you into? Did you know that you wanted to coach? So this was like an awesome opportunity or did, you know, like what was kind of your mindset going into it? Yeah. So, um, I always knew I wanted to coach in some capacity um, growing up. Personally, I didn't realize, you know, coaching college was even an option for me. Um, you know, when, when I was growing up, I never had that. Um, I was really like, wow, this is something that I could see myself doing. Um, I originally went to college to be a physical therapist, but after I got hurt, I was like, well, man, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. And coaching just you know the opportunity to learn and is basketball something I've always been passionate about so it's I mean it's just been an incredible journey since yeah and when you mentioned the coaching change uh coach K comes in and you said he saw something in you and elevated you to video coordinator so what what do you think it was uh 
you know, coaching changes are hectic. Mm -hmm. um, were you kind of like that reliable person in the office that was always there? Or, or what was your, you know, what, what do you think caught his attention about you? Um, I, I probably need to ask him this. I probably, I, that's a good thing to know. Um, probably one thing is like my passion for it. Um, I mean, I was the second I figured out like this could be a job path for me. I was all in on it. Um, you know, putting in the long hours and not caring how long it was and just being willing to learn, um, was definitely a big thing. Um, so I hope it's some of those things. <laughs> Yeah, and and how about the transition with the new staff coming in? Um, it's it's rare in our business that it happens, but not often where somebody gets to be a part of two different staffs. Um, mm -hmm. You know, kind of what what was that experience like, and getting to to become close with you know two different sets of assistants? Yeah, it um, it it's definitely very special. Um, I think to get to see you know, the turnover of a program and then the building of a program from the bottom up, um, especially because that's something I want to do one day. Um, so I get to say that I have some experience with it. Um, I mean, I have relationships with people who are on both staffs, um, especially, you know, Coach P, Coach K, um, Coach Stephanie Bruce, Coach Epps, Coach Oni, Coach Fro, now Coach Wilson, you know, Coach Wilson and Lauren, Lauren Bornstein, um, and Another Lauren. rising coaches member. Shout out to Lauren. Yes, yes Lauren. Um, it's been it's been pretty great. Um, all the coaches are willing to teach me everything they can. Um, and I'm super blessed for that opportunity. And now a quick break to talk about our partners at Dr. Dish. As off season approaches, it's the perfect time to upgrade your training equipment. At Rising Coaches, we highly recommend you to check out our friends at Dr. Dish Basketball. They are undoubtedly the best and most innovative training machines. Their newest model for schools, the Dr. Dish CT, is a complete game changer. It has a touchscreen that plays training videos, tracks stats by location, it incorporates on-demand workouts and drills from the top programs and trainers in the world. Check them out at drdishbasketball.com or on social media at drdishbball. Mention Rising Coaches before you purchase and receive an additional $300 off your next order. And now, back to Jeremy Grow. Uh, you mentioned like going, you know, building a program from the bottom up and you guys did have a turnaround like that. Uh, I think 1819, I think you guys won maybe 10 games. And then this past year, 1920, you guys win 21 and, and have some success. What do you think, like, what did you get to observe? What was, you know, went into that big jump? Um, I definitely think, um, it was definitely our players um, wrapping, you know, their heads around what we could actually do. Um, and, you know, coming off a 10 and 20 year, it's kind of, you know, you got to have that mentality that, you know, we're better than that. We can do better. And our players really, you know, they wanted our theme for the year was prove it, prove what we can do um, to the other, you know, people in our league probably didn't think we were the best, the best um, CSU hadn't been, uh, you know, very prominent in the Horizon League the past few years. Um, and just it was our young ladies who came out and showed what they really could do and played to their full potential. So what are you guys doing now? I know every school is different right now, you know, during this corona, uh, coronavirus time. Um, are you guys back in the gym? You got your I'm, – I'm assuming fall semester started 
Do you have your girls on campus? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they workouts. Yeah. Tell us. Yeah. Um, they came a couple days before school started. Um, that's what our university thought was the best and the safest. Um, so we're happy to have them back now. They're doing some involuntary workouts this week, and we're we're going to start some stuff with coaches um, in the next week or two, and then hopefully get to you know some full team practice here soon. Nice. Um, what about like the previous six months before school started? Like, what did you what did you do? What did your staff do? And what did you do personally during um, the pandemic? So, I think during this time, especially. Uh, in the beginning, right when Corona hit, there was a lot of, um, you know, programming going on, just like, you know, the Zoom calls you guys um, were putting on and the WBCA and other other coaching clinics that um, a lot of our staff tried to dive into and learn from the first couple weeks of quarantine just to try to, you know, in, enhance our basketball IQ and try to pick up some things, especially with the live streams and everything that's going on. It's, it's been a lot, um, trying to transition. How do we, how do we recruit kids now when we can't bring them to campus? They can't, you know, meet our players in person. So it's been a lot of, you know, learning and creating new platforms to, and mediums to try to recruit kids to come to camp, come to be a Viking. How did you guys attack like evaluating kids when you can't go out live and in person? Yeah, um, a lot of live streaming. Um, just, you know, we bought a bunch of live stream packages and then uh, me and our other GA would uh, just get some schedules out to the coaches and the coaches would be off watching games all day. Would you guys cut them up in any particular way or would they watch the full game live? Um. I think uh, where they put their time kind of depends on how many games they have during that hour. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I can't I can't speak for them, but I, I would guess that they would, you know, try to watch at least a half of a kid, if not a full game during that hour. And, you know, if we're really chasing a kid, they're trying to watch him as much as they can. For sure. Um, and then what about you personally? Like, what did you after the initial couple of weeks of <laughs> Zoom mania? Uh, yeah. Like, what, what were you doing with your time? Um, I've been working a lot on different um, recruiting presentations and then um, just to, you know, work on getting kids to learn about our school in a different way than they normally would. Um, I've been doing a lot of, you know, Photoshop, video editing, cutting a lot of film to teach our system to our, uh, we have seven new incoming players. So giving our, coaches um some film and stuff to help teach them the the system awesome awesome um seven new players is a lot so i'm sure you, that kept you pretty busy yeah yeah it's it's exciting because you know that it's it's a class that you know with a new staff you like learn like their recruiting style so it's exciting to have you know seven kids come in who have all been recruited you know by this staff and they're it, I mean, I'm excited to see what we do this year and yeah, how absolutely. how we get to play. It's always it's always uh, a little more special when you get to see those those players from their high school days and then matriculate into your program, and you get to see the full growth is always like a little bit more special than uh, just coming in and catching someone for the last year or two. Mm -hmm. Those are special too, but getting yeah. to see the whole journey is is definitely unique. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, 
All right, Shelby, give us a book or podcast recommendation or or Netflix show or, or something <laughs> that could be something you've seen recently or read recently or uh, just maybe an all-time favorite. Um, right now I'm reading uh, the book What Made Maddie Run. Uh, not sure if you guys have read it. I don't want to give any spoilers, but it's just about, you know, the the mental side of athletics for student athletes. Um been trying to learn a lot more about that um and just it was a book recommendation from a friend of mine so i'm happy i'm enjoying that one netflix shows uh don't i don't watch a ton of tv to be honest i'm usually working um <laughs> but Lu i've watched a couple of episodes of uh, lucifer that one's that one's a funny it's, one yeah my wife watches that one <laughs> um so what made maddie run i've never heard of that one so is it is it good any anything on the mental side that you've picked up that you can share? Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing is that if you don't really build a relationship with um, the kids you're coaching, that you really don't know what's going on in their lives. Um, and if you don't kind of press them to learn that, you know, you're never you're never really going to know. And it, just shows the side of kids of uh, the stress, the anxiety of, you know, having a busy life with athletics and school and family. Um, so it's kind of eye opening. I would definitely uh, recommend it for anyone who's looking for a good read. Okay, great stuff. All right, last thing, Shelby. What's the best advice you've gotten, or what advice would you give to somebody in coaching, uh, whether they're just trying to get in or they've been in it for for twenty years? Um. Definitely something I've learned um, is be be fully invested where you are. Um, stay where you're in that position. Don't have be in one place looking for the next job. You know, I'm I'm learning that the jobs will come if you work really hard in the place you're at, and people will seek you out instead of you know you going to seek others out. But just you know, definitely staying where your feet are at and work incredibly hard, and people will notice. Awesome. Great stuff, Shelby. Well, again, we appreciate you being here with us today on the Member Spotlight and look forward to seeing uh, seeing how you guys do this year. Thanks for having me, Adam. I appreciate it. Thanks, Shelby. Talk to you later. Bye. What's up, podcast fans? I want to share some information about one of our partners, Lucio Sports. The team at Lucio has built an integrated platform of coaching productivity and player development apps that are being used by some of the best basketball programs around the globe, helping everyone from NBA champions to youth development academies. Their innovative and competitive memorization games make it so much easier for new players and staff members to remotely get caught up to speed. With animated playbooks, drill libraries, player development plan planning and monitoring, engaging game plans and scouting reports, predictive play drawing, their content services team, and more, Lucio Sports has got you covered. From players to coaches to support staff and executives, use Lucio Sports to securely keep everyone in your organization on the same page with simple on-demand access to your team's entire knowledge base. For more information, check out luciosports.com. That's L-U-C-E-O sports.com.